Forgiveness is a divine potential which lies within our reach. It is a divine art which we all possess. What is it that makes forgiveness seem difficult for us? What is it which makes us feel that by not forgiving, we maintain power over the concerned party? Or, by forgiving, we in some way lose that power? The power to continue to bash one to make one feel guilty or obligated. What is it that causes us to feel justified in not forgiving? Is it simply that forgiving is not appealing to us? Yet, we don't move forward until we learn to forgive. Forgiving does not mean condoning wrong behavior. If we really understood forgiveness, we would not resist it so much. Experiences of every sort are brought to us that we might grow in wisdom and in understanding. By growing, we become increasingly more conscious of our soul's purpose. Experiences are lessons designed by soul and the soul personality and brought to us as learning tools, all experiences. We cannot learn and evolve without experiences. People and conditions are instrument messengers, if you will, to assist in providing those experiences for us. Does it make sense to resent or hate those messengers or conditions that provide us with these experiences? Are not they doing us a favor? they might well be thought of as our teachers. Our human consciousness may not understand or like the experiences presented, or may not realize the fact that we help formulate the experience. It nevertheless brings us an opportunity to learn, expand, and to grow. It is the activity of the lesser self, the small self, the intellectual, unenlightened human self, and the ego, which urges us not to forgive. It is the intellectual reasoning of the ego, which claims that it is too difficult to forgive and that one indeed can be justified in not forgiving. We must remember that the divine mind within, knowing much more, 
does not reason as our human intellect reasons. Hence, if our decisions are made trusting only our human logic over that of divine mind within, we invite limited decisions, which in turn invite unwanted experiences. Our knowledge, faith, and trust should be with the soul and our inner divine mind. When we let our human logic bring to us final answers, we fall out of harmony with the flow of universal energies, universal harmony, universal life, the soul's purpose, and with the true self. When we fail to practice and respect the all-knowing mind of the master within, life begins to reflect one disharmony after another. One begins to live in a world of effect rather than in a world of cause. Inner peace diminishes and anxieties increase. In all human experiences, we must remember that we are spiritual beings and must learn to draw upon and utilize the resources which God has given to make this human journey one which is consistent with cosmic law and the cosmic plan. The journey offers the opportunity for spiritual growth. The mystical pathway to liberation and freedom is a part of our inner nature and the soul's urge. It is the path of enlightenment which reveals our true identity and develops a relationship with the indwelling soul. It enlightens our minds and expands our consciousness by having us accept the truth and realize ourselves as spiritual beings. In truth, we are spiritual beings in this world on a human journey. Realizing and accepting this truth and putting it into practice in all human relationships, we began to draw upon the intelligence and guidance of the soul as we go about interpreting our human experiences. In so doing, we develop a relationship with God, our true identity, and the spiritual nature of our being. We then let this relationship assist us in living life more harmoniously. It should be our goal to make this relationship the most important relationship of our lives.
The intelligence of the indwelling soul will aid in convincing the intellect that all human experiences and reactions are brought to us to present lessons to learn, lessons designed to give us an opportunity to learn and to evolve. Our lesser self, our mundane mind with this intellectual brain analysis supervised by our ego, makes no connection between the human journey and our spiritual being. There must be some degree of enlightenment before this connection is realized. Unless there is light reflected into the consciousness, the intellectual brain cannot make a conscious connection to the real self, the spiritual self, and to the purpose and goal for which we were born into this life. The ego will urge us to disregard any signals or gentle promptings that may be received from the real self. We are all students and are registered and are matriculating in God's university of life. Some of us are freshmen, some sophomores, others juniors and seniors. Still others are seeking graduate degrees through special experiences. All are learning in God's university of life. God has given each of us a special teacher, one who maintains connection with all the great masters. That spiritual teacher resides at all times within us. Enter into the inner, private, and special classroom that has been provided for you. Seek to become aware of the lessons presented and commit yourself to learn them. And while in the classroom, ask sincere and honest questions. Ask with and from the heart. You will receive guidance. Follow the instructions. One of the important lessons that will be taught in the University of Life will have to do with right relationships. And one of the experiences encountered in relationships will require the art of forgiveness. The cosmic in its efforts to evolve us and help us grow often provides us with experiences requiring us to forgive. The spiritual teacher within urges us to learn the art of forgiving. Until we do learn, experiences will be repeated again and again throughout life until the lesson is learned. 
we will always be offered opportunities to acquire the skills and to practice the art. With practicing the art of forgiveness, we grow in spirituality. There are seven essential steps in acquiring the art of forgiveness, and each step requires study and practice. Remember your special teacher within, whose pleasure it is to guide and instruct you along the way. One, have an honest commitment to forgive. First, we must establish within the consciousness that we truly desire to forgive. Release any apparent power or satisfaction that might be felt by not forgiving. Accept and realize that in reality, by forgiving, we will be the beneficiaries. I do want you to know that in reality you are punishing and injuring yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually by holding thoughts of resentment, anger, hurt, or feelings that you have been taken advantage of. This is no longer just a mystical truth. It has been demonstrated scientifically. Research scientists have begun using scientific methods in proving and in demonstrating these mystical and spiritual laws. We produce destructive neurochemicals in our system which attack the immune system when we hold thoughts of resentment, of hurt, and hate. Commit yourself to forgive. Two, visualize cosmic light within the person, situation, or condition. Not your light, but cosmic light, God's light. In doing this, realize the omnipotence of God. That means that God is everywhere and within every person. God is within you as well as within the person whom you are seeking to forgive or in the condition which you are resenting. Then practice the presence of God. A helpful technique is to symbolize God as light. It is important that we understand the spiritual meaning of light. Among other things, light is full of love, life, understanding, compassion, wisdom, health, harmony, and many other attributes. In this point, we are to imagine cosmic light 
which contains all the attributes of God, the brightest, purest, and loving light that we can imagine to be within and around the person, situation, or condition. See and feel that same light within you. God is light, and God's light contains all of God's love and power. By practicing the lighted presence, we are beginning to behold our true identity and the true identity of others. We are beginning to live as spiritual beings. Three, seek cosmic understanding of the person's situation or condition. On this human journey, we automatically are attending God's university of life, light, and love. We are presented with experiences which we are to regard as lessons. These lesson experiences will continue to repeat themselves until learned. The scenes and persons may indeed change, but the underlying lesson will always be the same. When we are seeking to forgive, let us ask the cosmic for understanding of the person, the situation, or the condition with which we are faced. We must also seek cosmic understanding of ourselves. Go within and there petition to the special teacher to give an understanding of the person. Hold no preconceived ideas or feelings of the person while you are in silence and in the presence of the master teacher. Our pure and honest motives will be infused with universal understanding. We will gain a deeper view of life, of persons, conditions, or ourselves. We indeed may find ourselves asking, what do I need to understand about me? What do I need to change about me? We must continue to go to the classroom until we are enlightened. The special teacher awaits us and expects us. Understanding usually comes through a series of uplifting thoughts and feelings. There is usually a sense of self-discipline and an urge to utilize these uplifting thoughts in service. Four, accept responsibility for first setting the situation into motion. Bring to your realization 
that the law of cause and effect is always in motion. The law of karma is always active. Give honor to this law, which is a part of the essence of our being. We participate in this law of love, consciously or unconsciously. Thoughts, desires, motives, intentions, and feelings in reality are not private. They radiate and communicate their qualities seeking to manifest and to activate the law of karma. The original thought, motive, belief, or action seed remains with us, stamped in the consciousness of the cells of our body. They magnetize and polarize our auras, which vibrates and radiates into the creative essence of the cosmic. These radiations draw to us some of the experiences designed to evolve us. Let me quickly say that all experiences that come to us are not entirely from this lifetime and this source. Do not judge and analyze the experiences of others. In acquiring the law of forgiving, we acknowledge the lessons or challenges which our experiences bring and the role that we played in bringing them about. Universal and cosmic understanding, which was discussed in number three above, will bring much clarity to this point. This should never result in developing a feeling of guilt. The law of cause and effect is a law of love, not one of punishment. It is always designed to give us pearls of wisdom. Each lesson learned will enable us to inspire and uplift others. The law's primary motive is to refine us, to evolve us. No experience within itself is a bad experience from the soul's standpoint. Now, we may perceive it to be and create a negative reality of it. That is our making. Remember the classroom within and go there for guidance and true understanding. Five, forgive yourself. In light of the above comments and realizing what effect the external environment can have upon our behavior and indeed how it may color our judgment and influence how we feel about ourselves, we must begin the process of cleansing or purifying our consciousness so that there are no obstacles to the soul's work 
in developing the art of forgiving. We accomplish this by first forgiving ourselves. Once you are freed from all forms of guilt and self-depreciation, you become aware of who you are, a child of the universe. As we continue to forgive others and ourselves and are faithful in entering the silence of our inner classroom daily, we will be made aware of any dark corners in our mind. Some of these corners often house hidden feelings of resentment, anguish, or hurt. Practice forgiving yourselves and others of all known and unknown actions, thoughts, or deeds of the past, present, or future. Remember, true forgiveness occurs on the mental, emotional, psychological, and spiritual levels. Forgiveness must transmute feelings and actions of the past, the present, and the future. Understand that the power within to forgive is always present. It only requires your action in honesty and sincerity and oftentimes prayer. We are then free to go to our own good and we aid others to proceed to their own good. Do not focus on what you perceive to be your impurities. Rather, focus on the presence, the God within, the Master within. This will bring light that dissipates the dark. Six, let go. By beginning the above, we set into motion many universal creative and constructive laws. At this point, the intellectual self, the ego, must let go. Let go completely. When the human you surrender and completely let go, the indwelling soul and the spiritual self emerges. All the forces of the universe and God will automatically guide you and inspire your thoughts and actions. After intentional surrender to the soul, God will utilize many resources in your environment to bring confirmation to its presence and complete the job with those in our environment and in our relationships. Our mundane knowledge and faculties, our urges, our thoughts, intentions, and actions all will be under divine guidance. The mental key is to seek 
to carry out the will of the indwelling soul, the will of God. We will be inwardly inspired and comforted. We will interpret a higher meaning to life's experiences. In the silence of the inner classroom, we are inspired as to what to visualize or to create. Everyone concerned will benefit. Seven, repeat the process as often as your consciousness remind you that the job is not yet complete. This reminder must not be taken that progress has not been made, but that if you persist, the reward will be great. Maintain your commitment to forgive.